0: Welcome back to No Nonsense Storytime. This is Chris Panico. And this is
1: Robert Hoffman.
0: And this week we're going to be talking about There's a Wocket in My Pocket.
1: By Dr. Seuss. Mm
0: -hmm. This is one of our favorite Dr. Seuss books. We read it pretty frequently. We do, which is why
1: I would say it's one of my least favorite Dr. Seuss books. You don't like this book? I liked it before I started working at preschool.
0: I like it more now that I've been reading it multiple times a week.
1: You know how at preschool we uh we'll let the kids pick the books, and we we you know come up with a pile of books, and then we call them up and they pick up from the pile. yeah, when I do that, if there's a walk in my pocket <laughs> in the pile, I hide it in the middle, really, <laughs> yeah, oh, my and gosh. hope that they just take the
0: top book or they pick the bottom one or something. I would do that with the very grouchy ladybug, yes, I hate that book, I know you do. I've been very vocal about it, yeah. at work. I probably will continue to do that <laughs> on this podcast. We're gonna protest uh. Yeah, yeah. I would like to get to the point where our, our listeners are petitioning for us to do it.
1: I, I, I want to defend it a little bit. It's not a bad book. It's just not good for preschoolers.
0: It's so long.
1: It's good for kids that are a little older. I think kids who yeah. can read would be yeah, better. Yeah, to that read book, on your own. You know. Yeah, it's I not a good that. like sit there and read a story to a kid. You're just reading kind of the same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's just the narrative doesn't make sense either. Anyway, anyway, today is not about the very grouchy ladybug. Today is about There's a Walk in My Pocket. There's a Walk in My Pocket. Mm -hmm. It's by Dr. Seuss, who Bobby, did you know, was not actually a doctor? I did know that. I think most people probably did. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you know that he made all of that propaganda back in the 40s?
1: What what propaganda?
0: (laughs) The World War II propaganda.
1: What do you what do you mean? What did he make?
0: Like um, like cartoons and stuff like that. No,
1: no, no. no. Oh, He yeah. said all of that propaganda as if before the podcast started, we were talking about some propaganda. Oh and no, you we just weren't. Landed on me now that Doctor in fact made that.
0: I thought your response was just like a belief in the propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> that was that wasn't <laughs> heartfelt. And what? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, he he did he did some stuff during the during the war. Um, <laughs> Gotta make a living. Yeah, absolutely. We've all made war propaganda for a (laughs) a quick buck, have we not? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, you're right, you're right. Anyway, there's a walk in my pocket Pretty straightforward story. Hold on,
1: I want to say something about Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. (laughs) Did you know... (laughs) Rats. (laughs) Dr. Seuss went to Dartmouth. He did? Yes, and he was voted by his fellow students least likely to succeed. Really? Yeah.
0: I want a bunch of dummies. They were
1: so dumb. They were so wrong. Oh my god! Hope they didn't get degrees. <laughs> I didn't deserve them. Probably did. <laughs> it's the worst prediction I've ever heard in my life ever.
0: Did you know he decided to go by doctor because his parents wanted him to be a doctor? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was done out of spite or in you know, a more. I don't know. I, heartwarming way i didn't even
1: think that it could be out of spite but i hope it really
0: was. <laughs> that would be the first thing i did if i was him yeah you're I mean, like you want me to be a doctor well here uh, we go i'm a doctor <laughs> you happy now dad <laughs> i'm dr seuss i'm a doctor of whose
1: yeah i'm the doctor of children's literature
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, which is a real thing and that really actually was. is true yeah yeah kind of took away from my right, anyway yeah, anyway dr seuss not a real doctor yeah it's funny that you can just call yourself you could just put doctor in front of your name yeah. as a writer yeah. not be a doctor i think no, that exactly. should not be allowed
0: yeah well i mean we don't have doctor police out there doctor making police. sure <laughs> doctor, <laughs> police. doctor police
1: this summer <laughs>
0: doctor officer a, sir a
1: theater near you doctor police <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway. Walk in my pocket. So there's a walk in my pocket. Pretty straightforward story. Mm-hmm. Um, it follows this kid around in his house, and he's really just talking about all of these weird creatures that live in his house. And they all rhyme. Um, like, the cover has the walk in his pocket, there's a wazit in his closet, possibly a jurgent in his curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. The bofa on the sofa is my personal favorite. Um... And all kinds of other ones. And at the end, he talks to the narrator. Or he's the narrator, and he talks to the listener, and is like, I don't care if you believe me, but this is the house I live in. And I hope I never leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's the whole story. Not too much narratively going on. So I'm interested in what kind of moral we could possibly derive from yeah, this. Yeah,
1: I'll do my best. Uh, the best moral I have, this is, you know, a whimsical tale. It's sort of... As a kid, if you hear this story, I imagine it's supposed to be the sort of thing that you can relate to seeing, you know, or uh, imagining things or, you know, having ideas about fantastic creatures that might live, you know, in your house or around you that you're, that adults don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a big part of it, especially that end line. I don't care if you believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what my world is like. Uh, so I think the moral is just sort of, there is more to the world than what meets the eye.
0: Okay, yeah, I dig that. Yeah, that's good. That's what I got. So three point shot. Right there.
1: Mm-hmm. You have anything
0: for the setting of this book? Um, not really. It's inside a house. We don't really see too much of anything else. It's got like an older time bathtub, <laughs> so like it's sure. it, like probably contemporary to Doctor Zeus, uh-huh. um, but nothing out of the ordinary from that perspective. Um, we could rule out some places because it seems to be a modern, um... Sure, it's a large house. house. It's Yeah, I actually counted the
1: rooms at one point.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, well, because I wanted to prove that there were a ridiculous number of rooms.
1: I don't think there really are. No, there's, um... Not necessarily, anyway.
0: Hold on, there's, like, six rooms, three halls, one closet... A few other things.
1: Yeah, so, it's, I mean, fairly run-of-the-mill, but still a big house.
0: It's still a bit right. It's a yeah. big house. There are places that it may not be, mm-hmm. but definitely not enough info to really rule it down to much yeah. of anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in
1: a house. It's in a place with houses. I think that's good enough for us. Yeah,
0: if someone has any thoughts, like, mm-hmm. you know, leave us a, a comment or an email or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's dive into this book.
1: Sure, let's do it.
0: Um, do you have a place that you want to start?
1: Um, yes, I want to start at the very beginning. Good place. Um, so just just for the listeners, Chris and I sort of discussed this just a little bit beforehand. And we're going to not start immediately with what what are these creatures, you know? Right. Um, we're going to get into that. We're going to figure that out, of course. It's it's a bit of nonsense that needs to be uh, de-nonsensed. Sensed up. We need to sense it <laughs> up. But it's not going to be the first thing we talk about because I think there's there are more interesting things to uh, to discuss.
0: Yeah. Any any examples? Specifically? Sure.
1: We'll, we'll start right at the beginning. Um, so the first thing this kid says is, "Do you ever have the feeling there's a basket in the basket?" Right.
0: It starts with a question. It starts with a question to the reader, right? Which I I took note of that.
1: Yeah. And to me, I'll just give a little bit of what I feel about that. Because as the story progresses, he gets more and more confident in this. Uh, And it reminds me of when people want to tell you a ghost story or something like that that happened to them. They'll start with, do you believe in ghosts? Or like, have you ever seen Mm. a ghost? You know, they want to get your, they want to dip their foot in the water, see what you think about whatever ridiculous thing they're about to say. Um, so that they don't sound as ridiculous as they're worried they're going to sound.
0: Right. They need to make it connect to you. Yeah. you know, Especially if it's an unbelievable thing that right. they, you need to buy into. So that's
1: what I see this kid doing, uh, is that he knows from the very beginning that he has this thing he wants to share mm-hmm. and talk about, and he's sort of dipping his feet in the water.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the first thing I thought when I... Was looking through it, and I noticed, you know, it starts with this question: "Is that, you know, it means that he's having a conversation with someone, you know, right. this is a live dialogue that's happening. It's not written down or recorded. It's it's happening in real time, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not a, it's not something he wrote. It, it's, you know, in the yeah. world of the story, he's talking to somebody. Yeah, it's like a somebody specific. Yeah.
0: So like what we're seeing, all the pictures." That's, like, what he's imagining in his head right now, but that's not where he is. He's right. somewhere else talking to someone about yes. these things. right. Um, and I think that the, the most important question here is, who is he talking to? Mm-hmm. Who is he talking to? The, he has, like, what I perceived as sort of paranoia yeah. with the person he's talking to. Yes. He desperately wants to be believed, and he uh-huh. doesn't think... That he's being, right, or will yeah.
1: be. Yeah, he's very defensive about this. Yeah. It's it's something that's hard for him to share, but for some reason he feels like he has to, or he wants to share it, but it's hard for him because he's just so sure that the person he's talking to won't believe him. I know who would believe him, you know? Right. I, w- I wouldn't believe a kid. Or I not. might, uh, you know, humor them and say, oh, you have a basket in your basket. That's great. What a coincidence that...
0: That a wasket, which
1: rhymes with basket, would live in your basket.
0: Yeah. I would, like, lean even farther. Just, like, I have yeps on my steps, too. Yeah, I, oh, I, I also had those. I yeah. had a bofa, but then I got rid of my sofa. So, mm-hmm. no <laughs> more bofa. Yeah, he left. He <laughs> left with the sofa. Yep. He just sat on the curb with the with <laughs> yeah. the sofa and the candy. Just...
1: Yeah. It felt bad. I invited him in because he didn't even look up from his book. Yeah, it's slightly
0: indignant, but... <laughs>
1: If you have not read a wa- uh, there's a wagon in my pocket. Please do and take special note of the bofa. Just look at him.
0: Important character. Yeah. He actually, I think he is very important because he's reading and he's proving to us that these creatures are sentient and have like some sort of human-like intelligence. Yeah,
1: and uh, maybe not all of them do, but mm-hmm. he is the ones in the cellar. They're doing pretty complicated stuff. Yeah, they're playing, playing cards, cards and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So these not only do these things have high intelligence; they they have a life of their own. Mm-hmm. They're not relying on this kid for anything. They're not like they're not this kid's personal playthings. They're doing their own stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Good point.
0: Um.
1: So who do we think this kid's talking to? That's.
0: Well, I have two ideas. Okay. Um, one of them is kind of heavy. One of them is pretty lighthearted
1: okay let's start with the lighthearted one yeah
0: so what i think is happening one possibility is that this kid is just talking to one of his friends yeah and when you're a kid there's definitely a lot of um like social points that go along with like having the best house Uh huh. you know you have your group of friends and eventually you find out which one of them has the best house and that's where you hang out right and like that person becomes kind of like the lifeblood of your friends, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's like a really important role and a really sought after role from some people.
1: That's true. Um, I I personally never wanted that role. Neither did I. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I was glad to not be the person whose house is the house.
0: Same. Yeah. Same. But it's it's a big deal, and it, it, it becomes a, a thing. Yeah. So I think he's talking to one of his friends who. Has a real, real cool house, mm-hmm. like probably an in-ground swimming pool, uh-huh. and like a trampoline. Right, and he's trying to one up him because he wants to be that. Right.
1: Well, I have uh, a wasit in my in my closet.
0: Right, and it, it makes a lot of sense because they rhyme. They're not like the most well thought out. Exactly. He's just saying whatever creatures. pops into his head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also never really describes them. We see. You know, Dr. Seuss's very detailed illustrations, but the right. narrator doesn't say much about them. Yeah, he, he doesn't just say... Says, mostly he just says they're awful fun to have about. He says that, like, mm-hmm. three times. You know, he's repeating himself. He clearly doesn't have a strong story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's my first idea. I don't know how that jives with you.
1: There are some problems that I see with it. Okay. Uh, which I guess I'll address now. I would love that. So the first one that came to me while you were talking, and I was just kind of zoning out, waiting for my turn to talk. Yeah, for
0: sure. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, i just kidding.
1: Um, the first one was that this kid seems just way too defensive about it. For example, he says about the... You're, the, the rhyming names is definitely interesting. But he's coming up, A, with things that uh, he doesn't like. So he's, that wouldn't be, well, you know, point. you wouldn't say those things about having a cool house. The Vug under the rug, he's actually afraid of.
0: Right, but scary stuff is cool. Scary stuff know, is like, cool. Did you guys ever do, like, Bloody Mary and stuff at sleepovers?
1: Um, I didn't have friends then, uh, but, you know, I'd like to hear about that sometime if you want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, sh- like, scary stuff is cool.
1: No, I, yeah,
0: but but I, I'm make...
1: familiar with the scary stuff. Is cool trope. I was <laughs> scared of scary stuff as a kid. I didn't think it was cool. I thought people were ridiculous for wanting to scare themselves. <laughs> I, I get I also, it, sort of now.
0: I felt that way too.
1: But it's not just the scary stuff. There's the toothbrush on the toothbrush. Who's just like a annoyance. <laughs> There's nothing cool about that. Yeah, that's true. No kid wants, you know. Oh, you have a new thrush in your house? That's great. I can't wait to come over there and hang out, and play billiards. Do you kids play billiards?
0: I doubt it. All
1: right. Well, that's, that's an example. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two is when this kid is talking about these things, he doesn't say, in my basket, there's this creature. I think it's called a wasket. You know, he says, did you ever have a feeling there's a wasket in your basket? He's talking oh. as if whoever he's talking to already knows what a is. is, uh-huh. or should know what a wask is. Right. Which tells me this kid is kind of, I think, A, he's serious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: judging by just the multitude of things. I mean, it's a really long list just to show off, and it's a list of good things, bad things, and one scary thing, and a whole list of things in the cell. It's very in detail to be just sort of on a whim. So I think mean, he's serious. A and B. I think it's sort of delusional, in that he thinks that whoever he's talking to knows what a wask it is, knows what a was it is. Mm-hmm. You know that he doesn't have to explain these things.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Do you have a a, a counter idea to what what's going on? As, as rather to? than
1: talking to his, like friend, his friend
0: and trying to show off,
1: I think he could be talking to his friend. But if he's talking to his friend, it's not that he's trying to show off. It's that. He's sort of dealing with this, what he knows is the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, in his head, this is true. For the, I, I just want to say, I want to get get it out right away. I don't think it's true. I think like in the real world, this kid is not, like these things are not actually there in his house. Mm-hmm. I could be swayed otherwise. Perhaps there's something in there. Uh But I just, what I see is this kid is just seeing things or whatever, you right. know, there's things appearing to him that are not actually there. And he believes it so desperately, and so desperately wants somebody to believe him, or at least know that he sees these things, that he's allowing himself to talk to whoever. It could be his friend, it could be probably not a parent. Probably not. Um but you know, a counselor, uh mm. a therapist, something like that.
0: So my other idea was that he's he's talking to a psychiatrist. here yeah. That's who he's talking to. And that's why there's, you know, that need to be believed, right? Right. And I think what you said about he doesn't have to explain it makes sense because he's probably talked to his psychiatrist about these things before, you mm-hmm. know? Like, the psychiatrist has probably heard this over and over again, you know? Um, and possibly, like, this book is, is a new approach rather than just telling him or her about all of these things, he starts by asking, do you ever have a feeling there's a wasp in your basket? Right, right. And then he goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have those couple moments where he's like, I don't care if you believe me. Yes. This is true. Yes.
1: And at the end, so here's a little bit of credit to this idea. At the end, he says, I don't care if you believe me. Um, that's the kind of house I live in. And I hope we never leave it. We, as if he's talking to this psychiatrist or therapist, whoever, and he's there with his parents Mm -hmm. and his family saying, I don't care if you believe me, I hope we never leave it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Cool. It does. It does. Okay, so we know he's seen a psychiatrist, he's seen all these things. What happens from there? Do you think he ever stops seeing them? I don't know. That's uh, up to interpretation.
1: As, as we have noticed beforehand, before we started recording, we noticed that the title of this story is There's a Walket in My Pocket. But those lines are not in the story at all. You never hear about the walket once you open the book and read it. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking is his parents have taken him to see a psychiatrist. Then they did this because he said, there's a walket in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "What's a wocket?" And he was like, "Well, there's the guy that lives in my pocket. He lives there." Yeah. And his parents were like, um, <laughs> "The what guy that lives in your pocket?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean there's a? Is there a, a man who lives in your pocket? Is he a an animal? Is there a, some sort of insect? I hope. Maybe? What's up there? And then the kid's like, "No, it's a walket. There's a wocket in there." <laughs> and they, you know, they're like, "Well, we need somebody here. We check need, it out. We need a professional, right? Right. Yeah.
0: But he's not in the pages. So, do you right. think that means that he's kind of faded away?
1: <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I. I think no. I don't think it means that. No. I think what it means is that there are more things living in this house than this kid enumerates in the story."
0: Oh, there's more.
1: Yeah, there is so many. Th- I mean, there's probably a thing for every, everything. You know,
0: right? With the Z in my bed. Yeah,
1: there's probably yeah, probably all sorts of things for for everything, and he just names some of them. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of house he lives in. The kid's smart enough to know that it's weird to think
0: this. Yeah, that's true. That's like a pretty notable level of self awareness. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's he knows that other people don't see these things otherwise he would not be worried about saying it's like the ghost thing you know you, if if you uh, see a ghost are you sure you've seen a ghost mhm it's you you're you know not right. likely to want to talk to people about it because mm-hmm. you don't want them to think that you've lost your mind right exactly and this kid probably feels the same way about these things but he's still so sure that they're real
0: right yeah. so there's got to be a reason he's that sure right um maybe let's let's
1: indulge for a second maybe okay. there's okay. something maybe there is actually something to what he's saying mhm there's no such thing as yips there's no such thing as a yodel we know that you know right. we cut the nonsense we know that these things are not as he describes them but they
0: could be something what if they're just like bugs Like, ants and cockroaches, and he's made up his own names for them. Maybe. You know.
1: What if it's something like, he lives in this house Mm -hmm. with his parents.
0: Presumably. Yeah.
1: uh, yeah. I mean, he lives with somebody, because he says, I hope we never leave it. Right. Uh, A parent or guardian. um, And there are bugs and... Other animals just sort of, like, in the house, like infestations mm-hmm. and things like that. And he is concerned about these things, so his parents say, oh, don't worry. that's Those are just the, the yeps on the steps. That's just the wasket in the basket.
0: I like this yeah. way better than uh-huh. and hallucinating. He's
1: not, he's not with his parents talking to a psychiatrist. He's, like, talking to a school counselor or something because... In class he said, There's a walket in my pocket and the teacher went over and the kid pulls out like a like a I don't know, a beetle or something yeah. and the teacher's like, That is a beetle, please and then he says, No, this is a walk. That's what my mom told me. And the teacher's like, We have yeah. to do something about it. So he's seeing a oh, counselor and he's like, Ah, oh, I've talked to my friends about this. I know this counselor's not gonna believe me. Let's just let's try to level. And then,
0: have you ever experienced a wasket? (laughs) And then this poor counselor has to (laughs) like weed through what each of these things are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's the bofa? (laughs) Yeah, like what is the bofa? The bug? You are you kidding me? Because, like, they can't all be Beatles, right? There's got to be different things. He gets to the cellar part. <laughs> Which makes sense why there's so many in yeah, there. Yeah. Because it's the cellar. It's the cellar. Of course there's... The noothbrush. Tooth <laughs> <laughs> what is a noothbrush on your toothbrush? Oh, man, we cracked it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that in. out. That- this makes the most sense. Today. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, it. <laughs> it might be more worrisome than the former idea. Because For sure, yeah. He's living in a place of disrepair. Yeah, and infestation. He could
1: have grown out of his problems. These are problems you don't grow out of. Yeah,
0: and it also is indicative of um, like parental issues too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, so that's kind of scary. Yeah,
1: he seems unharmed. He seems to like most of these things.
0: He does, which is interesting. Interesting. Maybe he's just like a little rat boy or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man okay i think i think we figured it out i think we have took us a while but we got there we got there well done it
1: was it was really cutting it close right there at the end yeah good job us
0: so with all of that to keep in mind do you have a new moral
1: oh man (laughs) (laughs) a new moral let's see um it is important to share your experiences with others. It was only through talking about the locket in his pocket that this kid was able to find help. I don't know. You right. know what I mean?
0: Right, like we should presume that the school counselor, whoever, will, you know, get in touch yeah. with the proper Hopefully
1: something good happens at the end of the story. Let's just say there's a happy ending. Yeah. We can, we can just call that. Why not? Yeah. Um, but, you know, this relates to things as simple as if you are having, if you're worried about your, um, your health, if you're having some sort of minor medical issue and you're not really sure about it, you're anxious about it, see a doctor, you Yeah. Know, talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. I dig it.
1: Yep. Yeah. You got anything to add to that?
0: No, I don't. It was just the most perfect moral. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else. All right. Well done. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of No Nonsense Storytime. This has been Robert Hoffman.
0: And I'm Chris Panico.
1: Tune in again next week. We're going to be doing Rumpelstiltskin, our first fairy tale. I'm really excited about it. Yep. Uh, if you have any suggestions for books we should do, any questions, comments, anything about what we've done, please email us at storytime at gmail.com. We would really appreciate that. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other platform that allows for it, leave a review, leave
0: a rating. Yeah, we've got a really good one on iTunes. Yep. We would love to have some more. Yeah. Um so we'll see you next week. See you.